In this episode of A Little Birdie Told Me, we speak with best friends Lucy and Cara, the founders of Mum Talks, about their business, their motherhood journeys, and how they have supported each other through thick and thin. So, Cara and Lucy, you've been friends for years, since childhood, um, but it wasn't until relatively recently that you started working together, or do we call it work? <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, um, what brought you together to develop Mum Talks? Like, what was the inspiration behind it all? Yeah, so Cara and I said have been friends for years and we'd always kind of talked about, we'd lived in London together for a couple of years, we'd always spoken about starting a business together. And then it wasn't until my daughter was, I think, six and Theo was maybe around four that we um, we met up and we were both uh, working in our full-time jobs and we thought, God, wouldn't it just be great to, to do something together? Is your child restless this winter? If so... Then try using a soothing Calpol vapor plug and nightlight, an electrical plug-in device that emits lavender and chamomile vapors to soothe and comfort babies and children, helping to promote clear and easy breathing for up to eight hours. The Calpol night vapor plug and nightlight is suitable for children from three months. Calpol vapor plug and nightlight is an electrical device and non-medicine. Always read the label. As well, that evening, we were talking about motherhood and our journey to motherhood and also our experience of motherhood and how it had been lonely. And we kind of figured that there'd be a lot of other women out there that felt the same way and um, and how the juggle was real. And we just felt that there needed to be more support out there for mums. So we talked about... Um, creating a space where mums could come and feel safe, meet other mums and listen to speakers, talk about stuff that all revolved around the woman because we both felt that there was loads of stuff out there for the baby that was baby related, which is great as well, like the massage and the swimming um, and the nursery rhymes. But we just felt like we had missed, we missed us. We missed talking about like our needs and what was going on for us. So we, um, so that was the inspiration behind it. And then we, we decided to pick a date and um, I was finishing up my job and Cara was finishing up hers as well and we decided just to take take the leap. Yeah, I mean, I so get it, like where you're coming from with it because like just thinking back to my own um, experience ha- having Fionn and he was a COVID baby so that's a little bit different. Like you're s- I was so doubly isolated in that way. But... So I didn't get even get to do those baby classes, which was just unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do want to, you do want to talk to other people who are in the same thing as you at the same time about um, other things that are not baby related. So, like, just tell me a little bit, Cara, about like the experts that you've had and like who has come to your events. Yeah, so we've been really lucky, like as as Lucy mentioned, that when we launched our first launch, we started our first talk, that we were like just two women deciding that we wanted to hear other women's stories. So there's kind of never been, we've never had a schedule of experts or people that we've gone to for our talks. It's always been quite organic. And I guess what really has come from all the speakers that we've ever had is it what interests myself and Lucy um, and you know we're best friends and we are so close but we're also very different people so I think when the two of us are sitting down thinking about who is going to come on board or who we'd love to hear speak it's always personally and um, what you know 
we both have totally different interests. So it that gives us kind of a more of a selection. It's not just people that are known in the media, you know, or um, anything like that. It ha- It can be anything that we're interested in, basically. And that's kind of how it's always organically grown. We've just our own selfishly being interested <laughs> in these women to speak and well, that's what we've done for this podcast as well it's so funny like like listen back to the other episodes and they're you know we were talking about weaning and potty training and all of that just because like we wanted to know yeah yeah <laughs> but of course there's always going to be people in the same boat who just who need that information as well and what's the the great thing about mom talks is that as like as we were just saying it's it's not about the potty training and weaning it's about the mother so like what kind of um, what kind of topics have you covered in the talks? Oh, my goodness. I mean, we are nearly in business six years now. Oh so God. I know it's and we're, <laughs> yeah six years in February um, and we have covered every topic okay. in those. So and, and, and that's ranging from weaning. You know, we've we've covered from the baby also yeah. to help the mums that are in the room up to style, psychology, psychotherapy, um authors who've written books fashion fashion stylists um tv presenters yeah people talking about their experiences of going back to work yeah yeah or their experience of starting a business we've we've met some amazing um moms who have started their own business throughout while we've been doing mom talks they kind of came to a mom talks and then they went and started their business and then they've been a speaker at mom talks so that's been lovely as well yeah so so it's really hard to say specific topics because we also don't plan really that far in it as in we we don't have a strategy of who the speakers are and we make sure that I guess on the panel there's always three different perspectives that are sitting there so um and because myself and Lucy are so different that you know that we can cover off what I'd be interested in or she would be interested and then something that kind of warms both our cockles essentially well that's it like as you said it happens organically so um you know a different day you know might bring something else to the table and you know something that's happening in the world that you need to or that you want to explore with the talks and everything it's um it's really cool yeah. um but yeah you know you we kind of mentioned it a few minutes ago but every every person every mother has their own story and everyone has their own like journey towards motherhood and what happened and you know the kind of snowballing of it and and what it brings like it's so cool I think when motherhood um inspires businesses and creativity like like for you you know you wouldn't have done mom talks if you weren't moms like it's so cool um so yeah please can you just tell me about your own experiences with it Sure, please go ahead. You can start <laughs> because you see, this is the thing. It's yeah. it's so interesting. Yeah. Ev- everyone has their own personal story toward towards it, and um, it's yeah, let, and it's really see. important to share the story. It is, and I think yeah. when you're in it, it's really hard to talk sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we have found that uh, over the years, when we, you know, initially came up at Mum Talks, we were quite private about our own um, situations that we were kind of had been through or going through, and now we have the strength to to kind of share our stories and also 
I feel sometimes I know myself listening to other stories it really helps me um, to come to terms with which we, we can talk about but um, yeah so it's we both have totally different motherhood stories so Lucy you go ahead you go yeah first. so um, my daughter is 13 and then I also have a three-year-old so I have 10 yeah, years in between the two and gap. the motherhood experiences couldn't be more different mm-hmm. um, mainly because when I had my my daughter none of my friends had had babies before and my I suppose my expectation of what motherhood was going to be about was from the media tv shows and from my mum who was like this amazing mother and adored babies and it all just came so naturally to her and just pick up a baby and it would stop crying and it was just so (laughs) my reality was completely different to all of that and I think that I, I really struggled with that and I tried to put on this persona of oh everything's great everything's wonderful and my friends would be saying oh god you're nailing this and I'm like yes I am deep down I was dying and I was um found it really really hard and really lonely um and kept silent about it and I think silent because I was kind of ashamed I was like but I'm a woman I'm supposed this is all supposed to come really naturally to me and why am I struggling and um and I think that was something that, you know, at the time, like, you know, nowadays and, you know, for the past five or six years, there's there has been Instagram and there has been social media and there is the kind of this more talk about the reality of motherhood, which is amazing. So there's the pros and cons to social media. But I think that side of it has been great that people are kind of sharing their stories a bit more. And so, yeah, I did struggle. And then um, when my daughter was three, I separated from her dad. So I did have that period then of being a single mom. So you know, I had that experience as well, which was which was really hard. But again, when you're kind of in it, you're just getting through it and you're just kind of and I suppose trying to put on this brave face of, you know, oh, no, this is this is right. This is this was the right decision and this is all everything's fine. And um, and again, just not speaking my truth, which was kind of exhausting. So um, then it was when so we started Mom Talks in 2017 and I met my husband now a year before that. So just when Mom Talks was starting, I was um, I got married that year as well and then had Charlie. And I remember sitting down and talking to my husband and saying, look, I I've had this now amazing experience with Mom Talks. I've spoken to so many other moms. I know now kind of the type of motherhood that I want to have and in order to have that I'm going to need support so you know I paid a thousand euro for my buggy with with my daughter 13 years ago that money is going to a night nurse fund or a cleaner I said and we are going to actually Cara's sister gave me her old buggy and like that was the buggy for Charlie I said the priority needs to be um support that's where the money needs to go and and then with Charlie um so we were so we got married and then got pregnant straight away, but unfortunately miscarried, which is, you know, um, which was really, really sad. But Cara, who's going to talk through her experience, was an incredible support through that. Um, and, and yeah, I did feel kind of e- easier to talk about it, like because Cara had been so open about her experience and also because I, I knew that, the, you know, it needed to be spoken about. I didn't go all out I mean I don't think I talked about it mum talks but um but then I was fortunate to get uh, pregnant about a year later and then um Charlie was born three three years ago and it was it was um 
I mean, it was hard. Mm. It was <laughs> exhausting. I was going, oh my God, I'm 10 years older. I don't think I can. Did that make a difference, being um, like a decade older? Yeah, I, do, I, I think the only way, I think it made a difference in a very positive way in that I was 10 years older, so I was more mature and yeah. I was more able to, or I felt more confident to be like, no, this is really, really hard. I need help here. I need this. I need that. Um, I'm, I'm worthy of this and of that. Um, I think from a kind of a physical point of view, it was probably a little bit harder, the whole kind of bouncing back thing. I think certainly with Juliet, I like didn't realize how easy I, I had it. Whereas with Charlie, um, yeah, I suppose the whole kind of body image I've had to, that's been my kind of challenge with, with this one. But again, it's all kind of a learning and I'm kind of working on it. But um, no, I think definitely being th- this time around, it has been a lot um lot kind of more my way and a lot more kind of honest and still exhausting but but also knowing that it will pass Mm -hmm. and that there will be a different stage and I will get through it and and also through the amazing women we've met through mom talks like a lactation consultant and sleep experts and and just know I mean there's definitely not enough support out there for for women and for moms but there is support there is support out there so just literally I had a Rolodex of all these numbers on my phone and I was just not afraid to to call them and to check my health insurance and to see what am I entitled to and just yeah I felt a little bit more kind of prepared from a postpartum point of view um which was yeah and so now I'm dealing with um teenager tantrums and toddler tantrums so <laughs> it's um I'm not gonna ask what is uh, easier because yeah. I don't know if no, it's a good answer but they actually they get on so well oh, together they? they really really oh. do and um Juliet's incredible with Charlie and he absolutely adores her so oh. I'm yeah no I'm blessed I'm yeah. blessed that's all good I think like it's it's all it is down to network and support um you know, we live in such a, a different place from years ago uh, when there was this notion of the village. How many people live away from their family and friends? And um, and even if they do, there's there's still a disconnect in some places because of busyness of life. So having that network, even if it's not your close friends, but people to go to like the the network of mum talks is so um important like it's refreshing for people and that's the thing and I think if I'd had mum talks Mm. back when I had Juliet it would have been a completely different experience because you're once you start talking to other mums and realizing that you're not alone that takes away the shame it takes away the guilt because you're like okay I'm not the only one struggling here so it's just such a yeah I just feel like that's something that I that I missed out not having and um, just having that kind of like you say with the village like we moved to the UK when Juliet was about eight weeks old for her dad's her dad's work and and just not having that connection or even if we'd been in Dublin just not having that kind of support and that's the thing it's meant to be mm-hmm. more than just you it's it it's, it's hard because it's hard because yeah. it's not meant to be just you it's yeah. meant to be more people so um, yeah I think we just need to give ourselves a bit of a break and acknowledge that like I mentioned before that I had Fionn during the COVID times. Um, so I I didn't go to any classes like baby or otherwise. But I know that mum talks moved online for them all. I, I missed everything. I don't know how, but I did. <laughs> how did you manage with all of that? 
um, online. Well, that was, yeah, that, I mean, for everyone in the world, when we all combusted um, <laughs> at that time. Um, and we were really, we were really at a kind of a projection of doing really well. And we were loads of events planned. And so we were like, oh my God, we have, we had purposely stayed away from online. Um, because we felt with Mum Talks it was about community and bringing people together. Um, so when, yeah, that happened, we were like, OK, OK, let's do one Mum Talks online and see if it works. Again, you know, there we don't have a lot of strategy behind we do what we do. We do use our gut instinct a lot. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But we do use our gut instinct. But it works. It know? seems to so far, touch wood. Um, <laughs> So we 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 worked with another company and we um, they helped us promote it um, on our first one. And we had 180 mums tune in Whoa. yeah, online. And we were like, OK, so we're still having that connection. Yeah. We're all well, at people home. People were craving it. Yeah. And this was I mean, we did this three weeks into lockdown. We, okay. we did it really quickly. We got three amazing speakers on. We'd never even learned. We didn't know Zoom. We hadn't. We didn't even have a Zoom account at this stage. So it was a massive learning curve. Um, and then we just realized, OK, you know, we can't be physically together, but actually we can do this and build the community. So for the first year, we ran free events the whole year. We we just put them out every month. We then realized like mums like yourself, who had had a baby in COVID, that they're sitting on their own and they could be on their couch like not knowing what to do, who to speak to. So we um, partnered with someone and we brought weekly coffee mornings and we had the most amazing bunch of mums that would tune in every week live. We'd sit for an hour and just talk and talk for an hour and have their coffee and we met their babies online. It was, when I look back, I can't even, I can't even put, bring myself back into COVID. I it's feel so like it's different. such a weird blur. Yeah. But we had really special time. Um, and we, we again just followed our gut instincts. There was a lot of small businesses struggling. So we ran um, a weekly business, small business meetup just for us all to kind of connect and, you know, again, talk about how difficult it was and, you know, are we going to survive and help each other with amazing tips. And we met some amazing businesses that we wouldn't have met in Dublin. Um, and that it just it was really refreshing. And I think for us, the passion and the core of the community when I look back has always been our number one focus so when I say there's no strategy or you know I think both myself and Lucy's priority has always been the connection and the sharing um and um I can tell you a little bit about my journey to yeah, motherhood um and mine was different to Lucy so I met my husband in London with Lucy <laughs> not with Lucy <laughs> not like that uh, we met and myself and Lucy were living together and I met my husband so we were in our you know mid-20s and um, fell madly in love with this English man. And, you know, the, Lucy and our other flatmate, Lara, were uh, met him at the beginning. And they were like, oh, yeah, he's a definite keeper. And I was like, great keeper. But the only the only rules I have is that I will never live in the UK. He, You know, this is I'm not going to stay in the UK. Um, and he found a job. Um, and I look he was back, on board with this. Oh, I mean, he didn't have a choice. Okay, <laughs> he wanted to be with me. No, I can't. Yeah. Well, obviously uh, he did. He was. Uh, <laughs> no, he was. Yeah, he was. He's pretty amenable, isn't he? He's pretty like. Yeah, we were. I feel you, like. So yeah, I feel like we. It was one of these stories of like we fell in love and genuinely fell in love, and you know we had plans to get married and move to Ireland and be. I've a big family here, um, to come back and you know that love story and we'll get married and you know have a baby. We'll wait a year, wait a year. So we came back to Ireland. And we were like, we'll wait a year to have a baby. You know, let's live in Ireland for the year. Um, 
have fun and were you still like in your 20s did you have you know just the life ahead of you yeah totally and like the not that there isn't life ahead of you when you're not (laughs) no 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 but I think yeah the naivety back then of you know which I hope a lot of people still have that and a lot of people do are able to kind of have that like fall in love and marry and baby straight away so but life isn't that simple and um we came back we got married and um we started trying for a baby a year later pretty much a year to like our our wedding and uh nothing was happening but I was like okay you know it takes time and and also back then so my daughter is 11 um was that there was no information and as Lucy said there was no social media so I I didn't really know about fertility actually I didn't I just thought Jesus like if I get pregnant in my teens I am up shit creek with my parents you know like you just don't have sex pretty much so when we were not conceiving I was like okay this is a bit strange and um I went to GP and I I was a year into you know the monthly period and uh getting very disheartened and he just said okay so you're year trying you need to now go and have tests because this is what we'd recommend so I was scary thing to hear it was yeah but and then but then also I was like oh grand okay I just need to get a few tests and you know yeah full pregnant because that's what happens um so anyway, it, it turned out pretty quickly that we would never be able to conceive without fertility treatment. So um, that was fine. And, and again, but you were okay I, with it. Like what? Yeah, I, it was. I it was very strange time. I mm-hmm. feel like I didn't know any. I was working in my. I was really passionate about my job. You know, I was quite career focused, and it was like just a tick the box exercise. Just go in, do it, and you know you move on with your life. I didn't know anyone else. I didn't even know anyone in my life who'd had fertility issues at the time so I kind of had that naivety of not knowing how it can go and um, so we went we got into a clinic and we had an amazing doctor um, and again we went in the two of us you know smiling away like you do in these circumstances I just remember we were always like happy sitting there I don't even know why now um, but we went in and I had um, so we had a, an ICSI treatment so it's I think a little bit more complex than IVF that you have to have to mix the sperm into the egg and then create the embryo that way rather than let them kind of join together. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was always a little bit more complex than your traditional. Now, please, if anyone's listening and I'm saying this wrong, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, so anyway, we we went in and I fell pregnant with the first attempt. Um, so I was like, this is grand (laughs) like yes it was very expensive and we were really lucky our parents really helped us um financially with it because fertility treatment it's not accessible to everyone it's absolutely not accessible and you know we were renting we were still you know you know not we didn't have our careers you know properly as in we weren't massively long term into our careers so we didn't have the financial support behind us to be able to just go, oh, yeah, this is amazing. We'll just do this again. Mm-hmm. So we were very lucky. Anyway, proceeded to having Thea um, and obviously apple of my eye. And and the, the difference for me and Lucy was I absolutely was in this bubble of like I loved pregnancy. I I didn't struggle. I, you know, obviously I was tired, but I absolutely was probably what you'd be like feel like you'd want to be because I, and I don't know if it was because I had to go through that to be I was so content being a mum I was like this is my I'm so in love like I am so in love and James was the same he was we were just this three little besotted weird family <laughs> um and it was very evident that that you know we were it, it was this happy we were very happy mm-hmm. 
But in saying that, I really wanted more children. And Thea, um, I'm from a, a five, a, I have four sisters. So I was like, I definitely want Thea to have a sibling. It's grand. We're going to go in and we're going to have more, again, very lucky financially um, helped out to go and do more treatment. And, it, you know, in my head, I was like, this is grand. I in Honestly, I'd rang. This is so sad. I'd rang a local shop, a secondhand shop that had a double buggy, this bugaboo donkey at the time, which was like this cool mm. buggy and asked him to put on hold. Like, that's how naive I was going into uh, fertility back then. I'm not, you know. So went in, had, I think we went up to seven fertility, uh, IVFs, yeah, or ICSI treatments. Yeah, and she was four months old when I went back to my first, we went first in. Only four months? Four months. Because you were just, I was just you like. wanted to go again? Oh, straight away. I was yeah. like, let, you know, we're on a good thing. We're so happy. But when I look back, I think, what was I doing? Because I was super happy. Yeah. And we were in this bubble. And I put myself through and I put uh, we we put ourselves under that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went consistently. So for the first three years of Thea's life, I was pretty much in and out of the Harry unit down in um, the Rotunda. And um, yeah, we had they were all unsuccessful. Obviously, Thea's yeah. an only child. I had missed miscarriage. I had a miscarriage like really traumatic um, it's so it's just so devastating when you're going through all those treatments and then you know they're not working but then when it does work and then oh yeah yeah it was like, and, and they were very early missed miss, miss, sorry miscarriages which sometimes then I'm like oh can you even be sad even though I was like in my head I had had this child mm-hmm. and the two of them were like a year and a half apart mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy what you can think and I'm sure many people listening to this have that feeling I was kind of embarrassed to even talk about oh my god you know I was like six or seven weeks for one of them but like you know like of course I was sad that child was born um in my head and I never talk I don't and Lucy you said the same like we don't really talk about miscarriages that much because I yeah it's it's a strange one um but it, when I was going through this I you know my motherhood journey with Thea was still great but I and I, then I was like I'm gonna go back to work and I was working through this the whole time and I never spoke about it in the office ever it was like this dirty secret going in and injecting myself in the toilets like it's crazy and, and I and like, so many people go through it and I hope anyone listening to this please tell someone in your office because you need that support you need someone to know you need to know if you're gonna you know randomly feel a bit teary or something that comes on and it's not your fault you're on hormones you can't be yourself because it's really hard going and I was totally on my own and isolated um through that um and and so anyway we progressed and the we I probably would have kept going we would have kept going and kept going and this amazing consultant that we were under just said to us one day you know you could spend so we we were we hadn't bought out we were trying to buy a house at the time he's like you could spend your more you know your deposit and you may never have a baby so maybe you should both think about what you have if you're happy and kind of put a line under it and he's like I'm not telling you not to come because it may happen but I think this is where we are and I'm so grateful that he gave us that honesty because you can't just because I remember someone saying to me, well, you have one child, like you're lucky. I am, I know I'm lucky. I am blessed with Thea, but you will always have this niggling of like, God, what if I, you know, I'd had another baby or, you know, even now, like I'm way too old to have a new baby, but sometimes it, it might be a fleeting moment of God, imagine it just accidentally happened. I mean, it physically can't in, in our household now, but, um, 
yeah, so that was our, um, that was my journey to motherhood. So when, when Lucy and myself had, had totally different experiences, we'd also had quite a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. And that really brought us together to be able to, to you know. And had that. you told Lucy about the treatments and what yeah. you were going through? Lucy was, yeah, Lucy knew. And then my, my college best friends knew. So, and my sisters and my, my mum. Yeah, so Lucy was there. But it's really hard. I think unless you're in it, you don't you don't know until you're. Yeah. So I would have known that she was going through it, and then I'd get the call saying yeah. that it hadn't. Yeah. Hadn't worked. I know. Poor cry. Lucy used to get the call. Oh, this would make me cry. Oh, it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so hard going back thinking about it. Yeah. But that's why it's so important to share these stories and to exactly. share and to talk and, and have so that much person. for being open and honest. Because, as you said, there are so many people who go through it and so many people who go through it in silence for various reasons but um we have discussion boards on rollercoaster.ie and by far the most active and popular are the fertility discussion boards where this community of people are coming together just going through it together it's anonymous it's not the same you know it's a different way of yeah. coping I suppose yeah. and it's great to have that oh I was well. on those when I was going because yeah. they were probably the only way of looking of like and there's all these names and titles of different things like that I was I now have kind of forgotten but it is so important to share and I think yeah like it's a really hard thing to have gone through and I do know I'm lucky but going now mm. talking about it, it's like oh my god yeah. hard. it's so yeah. overwhelming and that's the thing, you know, you need the support and network through the early days of um, baby, mo- baby motherhood and also through pregnancy, but also through this like fertility issues and challenges. And it's it's something that I think we are getting better at opening up about and talking about, but it's still not completely. I won't. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say it's taboo subject because it's not yeah. anymore. No, but, but it's like this kind of I almost is it a would you call it even an old wives tale at the stage of well, you don't tell anybody until you're 12 weeks yeah. like what is yeah. that all about the 12 weeks like the shittiest part pretty much yeah. of the pregnancy where you're feeling so rough you can't tell anybody like why we're, but, we're and trying also to if you lose, people and also if you lose your baby yeah, you before the 12 know. weeks it it's really sad time yeah yeah so and we I think we've, we have kind of talked a little bit about that in mum talks of you know that kind of 12 weeks having that support and but I and I do think it's as I said earlier when you're in it it can be hard to share because you're you're so raw and mm. you're I think sometimes when you say things out loud it's a reality sometimes you, in, you kind of keep it into yourself and you're like okay I as Lee said you get on with it you keep going head down you know everything's fine and internally it's not fine um so yeah it's yeah been, I mean I, that's the thing I can mm. understand why mm. people would choose not to tell people for 12 weeks because you know, but definitely your key people need to need to know what's yeah. what's going on so they can be there for you. I remember, you know, I didn't tell um, my family that I was pregnant until over 12 weeks. I mean, not my I, my sister knew my sister was there and I did a pregnancy test. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually Christmas. Um, yeah. And then obviously my husband. <laughs> but we but because of that, you know, that this notion of you have to because there's this in just in case. Um, it adds a little bit of pressure, I think, and maybe stress that some people just don't need. Um, and you, because you're thinking, if I what, if if I do lose the baby, then I'm going to have to tell them that it happened. But that could be a good thing for people to be able to share, for people to know 
it, this is something big happening in your life. Mm. I had so many more conversations with my friends and other women that I just never had before about various things. Um, because I was pregnant, mm. including learning that a lot of people I knew had had miscarriages mm. that I would never have known because of their, you know, attitudes and their keep uh, secrecy, I suppose, mm. which is their own decision. That's fine. But I felt very I felt very sad for them. And I wish in some ways that I could have been there for them mm. when it was happening to them. But but I think that's what you said there about it was their decision. I think that's the really important thing with motherhood that we're trying to kind of get the message across that you get to decide how you do this. So it's rather than, you know, what does society say we should do? What does, you know, Mary down the road say she should do? What does Auntie, you know, Auntie Maeve say she should do? You get to decide how you do your motherhood. So, you know, if you want to tell somebody before 12 weeks, you tell. If you don't, that's okay too. But I would personally suggest saying to your key people. But it's, um, but that's it. It's just motherhood is you know we're all going to go through kind of the universal kind of exhaustion and um feeling like we haven't got a clue what's going on but then but also motherhood is individual to you and you know how you want to move forward I think that's what's so great about mum talks all our different speakers so Mm -hmm. the speakers would either be talking about their area of expertise and or their experience of motherhood and hearing different people's experience of motherhood and how you know people were decided to start a business around their maternity leave other people were like no I decided to leave my job while I was maternity and each is celebrated and amazing and it's you know just do it do it your way and you deserve to be supported whatever way you you choose so it's um yeah but just back to the um the when you're losing a baby I think I don't it I'm wondering about this because certainly I did it with when you see that is it the line is the means you're pregnant like you start counting the nine months. Mm-hmm. So the baby will be born on this date, yeah. this month. It'll be, um, so when that baby's two, this baby will be yeah. this age. You just automatically, so I. So that's a normal thing, right? That you yeah. just, yeah, I would. So I would even know with that baby that I said it was, it, it should have been born in May. And when May came about, like that was my own little secret at the time. I was like, okay, this would be the time. And I think there's, so you start going through all those milestones, like within the first hour of, well, this is just to lighten the mood a little bit, was myself and Lucy were actually at a mum talks in Cork and uh, we were sharing a room. And that morning, you remember you woke up and I was like, you're pregnant. You hadn't, hadn't even entered your head. Lishy hadn't entered her head. I have no idea. (laughs) And she was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> oh my and then literally you went like we flew from Cork and she went to Andy you did your test and you rang me like an hour later and was like I'm actually right I don't it was so weird yeah, you just knew. I knew I knew and like we nothing had changed with your sisters as well oh yeah I know you have weird. like a sixth sense maybe and do you know what it could come from that desperate want of a baby that maybe. you're always on high alert possibly yeah. I don't know but yeah I did and Karen one of my friends as well yeah, but I yeah that morning, but you had it hadn't even entered your head. No, no, because it was on the wedding. It was the wedding. Yeah, but again, I was like, oh, it's not going to happen straight away. It's not going to happen straight yeah. away. So, but no, but I'm and again, I'm glad that you knew because then yeah. I could share with you. Yeah, the, the yeah, but yeah, 
it is hard. That's funny, just, just when you said too much information, because just reminds me, I'm, th- I'm thinking about your events. I'm thinking about meeting just random mothers in the playground and how much you share with people as a yes. mother before even knowing their name. <laughs> yeah. You know, you see the cartoon, you, you New York Times or something talking about, um, you know, tears and hemorrhoids and it's like oh by the way my name is Miriam yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but that's true. one of been one of my favorite things about motherhood is that sharing opening um the kind of the honesty and the kind of you lose some inhibitions in some way uh, yeah as soon as you walk into Hollow Street you definitely do I yeah. think you come out a very different person totally um but yeah it's yeah sharing and community is key yeah yeah and support and I mean network so I know that you you're obviously based in Dublin and a lot of your talks have been in Dublin but you also um had the online presence during COVID are you still doing online we are yes so we we did the team yes so we the amazing thing again about what we're doing is that when we have a good instinct or we go with something and it's growing with our girls is that we were like Try, we we're talking to each other one day about God wouldn't it be like you know they're a bit hormonal and how do we manage them and you know I feel like you know, you know the clash can come at a certain time of the month and um, we we're like hmm there is something in this and we tried to find kind of a teen information place to go and we couldn't find it so we were like why don't we launch our own teen talks selfishly it gives us the information to manage our girls uh, and then bring it out to other people and it was we've had such an amazing response and that's online we have incredible experts um uh, on in that um and that's online and then we also have our baby club which is an online um event um and again they're all top experts that we use um very trustworthy and um then we also actually ha- are now in Galway see that's just what I was going to bring yeah. up because I'm from Galway and ah. I'm just like oh. um yeah so you did an event recently enough and had it I mean obviously it went well we <laughs> did we we are really lucky with Galway so we we I have had my family have a place down in the west and it's kind of been my summer I've lived there every summer so I've massive love massive love for it and uh, the west is best and um I'd always said to you let's drive Galway and we went down in the summer to a concert the two of us and we were like, OK, yeah, let's do this. Um, and we had a meeting with uh, the G Hotel and they were like, yeah, bring home talks. We'd love to have you ho- have you here. And one of our speakers who is just the epitome of mum talks, this amazing um, mom called Joanna, uh, Joanna Klusky, she was like, I want to be your ambassador here. And we were like, you absolutely need to be our ambassador in Galway, because what we found and what our, you know, our hope is to bring mum talks around the country is that we physically can't go yeah. to all these counties especially with the kids and you know it's just the logistics there's just two of us running the business so um we next year the plan is to get more ambassadors on board and so she's now going to be running the west of ireland so we have mayo that galway amazing. yeah and it is amazing and i suppose what, what was quite tricky for us though at, during that time was that from day one we had this kind of our, kind of our values when it comes to mom talks is we want every mom that walks in there to feel 
welcomed to feel like so because we get moms that come with groups of friends we also get a lot of moms that come by themselves and they've got their baby and it is a vulnerable time so we want every mom to feel really comfortable when they come in so we'll give them a big welcome we'll show them to their seat if they are by themselves we say would you like to maybe meet somebody and everybody has name tags so we kind of are able to introduce people and I love that because you know sorry for interrupting but just like you know when you are in that situation you're so vulnerable it's awful and sometimes you just feel kind of shit about yourself and having that welcome like oh it's it's needed you know but even when we go to when we would go to networking events when we were like you know past the baby stage we would find it intimidating walking into events where you walk in by yourselves and it's just this room with all these people just kind of looking at you as you walk in like so that was something we really was really important to us from day one so when we were um thinking about Galway and thinking about the ambassadors we were like but we need to be there to welcome all these moms like how do we have but as soon as we met Joanna we were like okay no she's she's got that warmth she's got that kind of connection we had Kira as well helping out so we you know there are obviously you know but that for us was kind of like our, our and relinquishing moms. control of our baby like yeah. mom talks oh, yeah. is our baby you know <laughs> yeah. this is like yeah. we live breathe eat sleep don't sleep mom talks mm-hmm. like this is our life mm-hmm. um it is actually our life, you know. Our, our, the, we the, a little bit. No, 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 we don't. Uh, and luckily, we're, that's why we're friends, and we're still friends, yeah. and very good friends. Uh, oh, that's so cool! Lot. Actually, that is totally the dream to, to be doing it together with your bestie. It is. Yeah. We've. I don't know how we've been. I. I sometimes put it down to. Um, we lived together mm-hmm. and you see the worst of people. So Lucy had to live with, I would say poor Lucy had to put up with me more than Well, no, I think we know around. how to wind each other up oh, and yeah. we know what annoys each other. So yeah. you just don't, don't do it unless you kind of want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or keeping an eye, eye on each other's um, period uh, calendars and as well. sugar yeah. levels. Oh God, I always have to have snacks for Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> really? yeah. Oh my God. So you're actually yeah. kind of Lucy's mammy? Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, I'm the cool mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. Um, but what were we saying? Sorry, I was So yeah, so the ambassadors <laughs> oh, and yes. relinquishing yeah. and Yeah, um, relinquishing the control of our baby. So And if anyone is listening like mm. to this and mm-hmm. they want to like get in touch with you and become an ambassador. Please. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. How can they we do that? Chats. Yeah, drop us a, an, an email. email. Hello at momtalks.ie and let us know where you are in the country and um yeah, so it's it's just yeah to to organize help us organize the events, um, liaise with the venue, and um, just be that kind of warm, welcoming person. And yeah, yeah. and for anyone who doesn't necessarily want to be ambassador, but who does want to know about the business and the events and everything that's coming up, um, where can they find you? So we are at www www.mumtalks.ie so we have a new website launching in the next few weeks which nice. is really exciting um, and we're on Instagram mum underscore talks um, and they're probably the, the most places yeah. that you'll find yeah. us well I love your Instagram it's always so like nice oh thanks Aww. it's really nice to hear <laughs> yeah no, we're just I suppose we're we're <laughs> We're very real. Yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah. the best no thing polish. about it. Very There's real. a little bit of glamour. Uh, Joanna brings glamour. Brings, but as Cara said before, like we, we are, so Cara would be the, the fashion and the style and the fitness. Yeah, but I don't do any of it though. No, but you I love it. You Sometimes. Do love it. You if I, do. Like, and also with social media, this is another thing for mums that we're like, we hate going on and showing who we are because 99% of the day it's, it's like boring, mm. you know, like our lives are, we're, we're just 
like you know like everybody else just trying to get through the day so sometimes then when you're like oh I better post on something and you are not in the humor like it's really hard and it's I think really hard. I think for us at mum talks as we are just ourselves that we're not going to be you know the polished slick you know you know even that when you say fashion and style yes I am obsessed I've always been obsessed with but fashion you can have style. an interest and not and, be yeah you know like I'd be mortified looking back now in 10 years of anything that I've po- probably posted of stuff. But everybody, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think everybody will. Will. And everybody really well, well, okay, well, yeah. It takes so much anyway. time and effort though and like well yeah and we don't really put that like that's the thing. Yeah we only and, and that's the thing we only yeah. put it up when we've got stuff to put up. So yeah. it's to talk about it. Yeah, yeah to talk about. We, yeah. Um, so yes thank you for your compliment <laughs> because it's very raw but and no, real. But no you should <laughs> definitely follow us on Instagram. Yeah 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 because yeah. you, you never know but you never is, know what you're going to get. It is a lovely account to follow especially if you're a mum who you know wants to get real and uh, wants to learn about the events and also you know wants to have two lovely relatable mothers <laughs> to you know yeah. be virtual Connecting. friends with yeah absolutely <laughs> and we love the and we love the dms on on instagram as well like we're totally you know up until we realized there was a line that we'd never even seen before there's like three things do you remember all the messages oh, so anyone yeah. who's messaged us we've only in the last like month Just realized, realized there that the there's thousands of messages oh and god like there's three different General anyway. primary, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Whose job is that? To Lucy's, through them all. Lucy's, Lucy's job. <laughs> Anything that goes wrong, it's Lucy's fault. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Well, Cara and Lucy, thank you so much for coming in and talking to me. Um, I'm so inspired by you. Thank you so much for your honesty. Um, you know, everyone has a motherhood journey. Everyone is different, and everyone's matters. So, thank you so much. I think there's going to be people out there relating to what you've said um, who want to hear more from you so definitely follow the girls on sorry women on uh, Mom Talks Instagram and um, again thanks so much thank you thank Mary. you for having us lovely yeah thank you so much Love really enjoyed it thanks so much for listening to this episode of A Little Birdie Told Me if you enjoyed it we have so many other amazing episodes for you to go back and listen to wherever you get your podcasts and while you're there make sure to like us and hit subscribe don't forget to tune in again next time Is your child restless this winter? If so, then try using a soothing Calpol vapor plug and nightlight, an electrical plug-in device that emits lavender and chamomile vapors to soothe and comfort babies and children, helping to promote clear and easy breathing for up to eight hours. The nightlight emits a soft light to help comfort your child and guide you in the room so that you don't disturb your sleeping child. The Calpol night vapor plug and nightlight is suitable for children from three months. Calpol Vapor Plug and Nightlight is an electrical device and non-medicine. Always read the label.